Today on the Locked On Blues podcast is Jakob Verana, the greatest trade deadline acquisition in St. Louis Blues history. Maybe. I'm going to be talking about that, some of the other trade deadline moves by the St. Louis Blues, and their recent win over the Vancouver Canucks on today's episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If you don't know me, welcome to the show. Like I said, my name is Josh. I've been covering the St. Louis Blues for about five years, whether it be writing articles all the way back for Respect the Note. If you guys have heard of that, shout out Joey and Tommy there. Uh, my Twitter, which I've been doing for a while, and then most recently, but for the last few years, this podcast uh, if you do know me and you're coming back, welcome. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making me part of your daily routine, making Locked On Blues your hashtag first listen. Wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you follow or subscribe. It is free wherever you get your podcast. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. You get a whole other layer of, of intimacy on the YouTube channel. You can see my beautiful face. You can see my happiness when the blues do well. You can see my sad, my anguish. When the blues struggle, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, you definitely should. Plus, sometimes my cat smacks me in the face during the videos. Oh, it's been a while. So, but yeah, definitely check out the YouTube. Um, joking aside, though, got a great episode for you guys today. The St. Louis Blues recently took on the Vancouver Canucks and got a 6 5 overtime victory. Jakob Vermana continued to show out and begs the question is he the greatest trade deadline acquisition in St. Louis Blues history? Probably not. Is he the greatest trade deadline acquisition since I've been watching in the last decade or so? That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to be recapping the game. I'm going to be talking about Jakob Verana. I'm going to be talking about the trade deadline as a whole again and how it has impacted the Blues and their future. Bad news for tanking fans. Good news for fans of a competitive hockey team. Going to be a fun episode, but let's just start out by talking about the recent Blues game against the Vancouver Canucks, two teams that were very similar in the standings and now find themselves dead even in the standings at 34-34-6 and because the Blues came away with an overtime victory in a very high-scoring 6-5 hockey game. It all started with Quinn Hughes who has a ton of points on the year as a defenseman for the Canucks, got his sixth goal of the year just six minutes into the period. But then a young guy, an important depth piece for the Blues, Torpo, Alexi Torpchenko, got his seventh of the year unassisted, sort of a gritty goal, you know, not your traditional goal, a a, a good goal to tie the game. And then Justin Falk, just a few minutes later, he's had a really good stretch of games lately, at least offensively, got his 10th of the season from Buchnevich and Belay to give the Blues a 2-1 lead. However, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows heading into the second intermi- or the first intermission as Kuzmenko got his 35th of the year for the Vancouver Canucks. That is a name that I would n- not have expected to reach the 30-goal plateau at the start of the season. But alas, he tied up the game for Vancouver 
heading into the third or the second period, two to two. And then the man of the hour, the subject of today's episode, Jakob Verana gets his first spoiler, first goal of the night, his eighth of the season, I believe his seventh as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Um, assisted by Brandon Saad to give the Blues a 3-2 lead seven minutes into the period. Just a few minutes after that, Robert Thomas gets his 17th of the year on the power play, which is something I talked about was going to be huge for the Blues special teams. And it was kind of, they struggled on the penalty kill again, but power play was solid. Buchnevich gets himself a goal to go along with his earlier assist to expand the lead for the St. Louis Blues. They played a spectacular second period at this point it is five to two i believe um brock besser cut things for the the vancouver canucks with his 16th of the year power play goal there frustrating to see um but it is what it is in the third period the blues did a decent job of holding their own however couldn't quite weather the storm of the vancouver canucks as kuzmenko got his second of the night and his 36th of the year to bring the canucks within one and then quinn hughes continued his stellar performance getting himself his second goal of the night and seventh of the season with just 54 seconds to go in regulation to tie the game at five where we headed into overtime an area where the blues have been shaky at best this season however Jakob verana wanted to get home early, wanted a good night's sleep as it took only 28 seconds for him to get his second goal of the game and ninth of the season to send the Vancouver Canucks home sad and send Blues fans home happy as they got a 6-5 win in overtime. A couple of numbers that jump out. Jordan Bennington was pretty solid, getting himself 32 saves on 37 shots against the Blues. Finally cracked the 30 shots on goal margin as they got 31 on Thatcher Demko. Still haven't hit that 40 mark, but good to see after it felt like the last few games have been in the low to mid-20s. Power play was decent. Blues only got one opportunity and scored on it. Penalty kill still needs some adjustment as they had three penalty kill opportunities and the Canucks scored on two of them. They very much outhit the Canucks 24-15, got killed on faceoffs 40-28. Jakob Frana was your first star of the night with two goals and a plus two in 15 minutes of ice time. Justin Falk continues his Strong play as of late with one goal and two assists in 24 minutes of ice time. In this upcoming second segment, I'll be talking a little bit more about the game and then going into the Jakob Verana trade, talking about it. Is he the best trade deadline acquisition in St. Louis Blues history? Spoiler alert, probably not, but it makes for a good clickbait headline, so we're going to be talking about it anyways. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about today's sponsor, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, the tournament is heating up, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, one grand. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on, sign up today, claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line, point spreads, which team will be cutting down the net, Will the next bucket be a three or a two? Will Jakob Verana score three goals in his next game? Anything your heart desires, you can bet on on FanDuel.com. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. You can make every moment more with FanDuel. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. (sighs) 
All right. So fans of the tank left the last Blues game unhappy. However, fans of good hockey are probably pretty satisfied as we are continuing to see a completely different Blues team. So much so that I'm going to read a stat. I got a couple stats here, courtesy of Gateway Grinders on Twitter. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to pause a little bit, like an episode of Dora the Explorer. Who is the NHL leading the team? Let me rephrase. Out of every team in the NHL since March 5th, which team has the most goals scored? I'll give you a few seconds. If you said the St. Louis Blues, you would be correct. At least as of eight hours ago, they were the league leader in goals scored as a team since March 5th with 51 goals. March 5th was right around when Tarasenko was traded, right around when the trade deadline occurred, right around when the Blues completely reinvented their offense, reinvented their team as a whole. I don't think anyone, Doug Armstrong and company included, expected the Blues to have as much success as they've had with this new look offense. Um, the trade, trade deadline acquisitions themselves have been spectacular. I'm going to get into that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, first, I do want to focus on Jakob Verana himself and answer the question, is he the best trade, de- trade deadline acquisition ever? Obviously, hot take there, but we'll get into that. But first of all, I want to talk about this most recent game and what it sort of has reflected as the Blues offense as a whole. And what I have seen out of that is just consistent dominance. I think you look at the Blues offense on paper, and this is sort of what you expected at the beginning of the year. And it's sort of what we saw out of the Blues when they were winning games early in the season. They were just beating the crap out of teams offensively. They were scoring so many goals that it didn't matter how many they gave up. And that's not a recipe for long-term success necessarily because they were giving up a lot of goals. And we saw that in the regular earlier in the regular season when the offense went dry, the Blues struggled to win games because their defense and goaltending was just slightly below average. Goaltending, not so much, but definitely the defense. Um, and the offense took a lot of time to get back up to speed, but... I think it's easy to forget that when the Blues were in you know, playoff contention earlier in the season, when they were going on that win streak that they had early, their offense was otherworldly. They were scoring at a ridiculous rate, like four and a half goals per game for a good chunk of time. And they were getting that through depth. You know, it wasn't just Jordan Cairo and company. It was a lot of depth guys were playing well. The defense was contributing offensively. All the sort of things that we have seen lately with this team that has made them the number one offense in the NHL since March 5th. And I don't think anyone could have seen that coming given what they did at the trade deadline and giving, you know, the fact that they traded away Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly and Ivan Barbashev and Nolachari, you know, the list goes on and on. I don't think anyone, very much myself included, expected this team to be in the top half of the NHL in offense, much less number one. And I think that is due to sort of failed potential, you know, potential that they didn't meet earlier in the season. And while that's a little bit frustrating in the sense that, you know, you think that this team could probably be in a playoff spot if they played at this level throughout the whole season. But at the same time, if the Blues played this way throughout the whole season, I don't think Jakob Verana is a member of the St. Louis Blues. I don't think Kasperi Kapanen is a member of the St. Louis Blues, and I don't think they have three first-round picks if they play this way throughout the whole season. Now, this obviously isn't a team that is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. Um, So I think, you know, this is kind of best-case scenario for the long-term future of the St. Louis Blues. They they didn't overachieve, you know, and and let Tarasenko and O'Reilly walk in the offseason for nothing, and they didn't underachieve and, you know, piss off the long-term future and, and waste a year of development for Cairo and Thomas. Cairo has had 
you know, the season you would expect it of him. Robert Thomas has had the season you would expect it of him. Pavel Buchnevich has had a spectacular season, arguably his best season as a member of the Blues. Colton Pareko has found his game as of late. Jordan Biddington has had his steadiest regular season up until this point, which isn't saying much. You know, he isn't having the best season, but by Jordan Biddington standards, I think it's something that we should be happy with moving forward. Plus, they found some diamonds in the rough that doesn't happen in the trade deadline. Now, my realistic take on the Jakob Vrana trade is it might not be the best trade deadline acquisition for the Blues in history, but based on the value out, I think it was far and away the the best, you know, value trade that any team in the NHL made. You know, obviously you got guys like Patrick Kane that were traded, Vladimir Tarasenko was traded, etc. But you look back at what the Blues gave up. They gave a, a depth piece that never played for them and will never play for the Detroit Red Wings and a seventh round pick for a guy that is on a 55 goal pace with the Blues. Find me a trade ever in the history of the NHL that where a seventh round pick was traded for a guy that has had as much offensive success as Jakob Verana in obviously a small sample size. But still, you know, in his time with the St. Louis Blues, he has eight goals in 12 games. That is ridiculous. You know, it's a small sample size, but at the same time, it's kind of not. That's that's a little bit less, a little bit more than a, um, an eighth of the way through a regular season. You know, it's it's a few weeks. It's and it's not like he's gotten fluky goals too. He got the overtime winner on a really good play. He's continued to produce. He's getting assists as well, and he's doing it in consistent ice time. It is truly astounding the success that Jakob Vrana has had with this team, and I am so excited to watch him in years to come. Um, <clears throat> it, it's it's truly not a joke that Jakob Vrana, Jordan Cairo, and Robert Thomas are most likely the core guys to build around of this offense moving forward. <clears throat> and then you look at the other guys that the Blues brought in the trade deadline that I'm going to talk about in the third segment. You look at... Oh, excuse me. You look at... um. You look at um, Kasperi Kapanen and Sammy Blay, um, and they're they're nothing to sneeze at either. You know they've had a lot of success for the Blues lately as well, and it's it was such a good trade deadline, and not one no not for the reasons I expected. You look at the draft picks the Blues brought in, and that's a reason why I think you give their trade deadline an A. And now you look at the fact that they've had such success from Blay, Kapanen, Verana, etc. This has been the best trade deadline for any team in the NHL in a while in terms of pure asset management. The Blues knocked it out of the park. Obviously, they still have work to do with their defense and such, but I'm so excited to see what this team can do moving forward. That being said, that is all the time I have for this current segment. On this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to dig into the numbers a little bit more from some of the trade deadline guys, talk about the deadline as a whole and what it means for the future of the St. Louis Blues. I know I've talked about it a lot, but hey, I'm excited about it. Hope you don't blame me. Be right back with the third and final segment of today's episode. All right. Apologies for the interruption there in that last segment. My cat jumped on the wire and unplugged my microphone briefly, but I think we're good. I think we got it. Um, so if you heard a, a, a break there, I kind of paused on the YouTube video. That's why. But I think we're good. I think we got the, this this episode clean. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but let's jump into some numbers from the trade deadline. This comes courtesy of that Gateway Grinders tweet that I was referencing earlier. If you don't follow Gateway Grinders on Twitter, you're missing out. He doesn't just cover the St. Louis Blues. He covers the Cardinals and I think the Battle Hawks and St. Louis sports as a whole. So definitely check him out on YouTube. Great guy. I've had him on the show in the past. Anyways, how good have the Blues deadline acquisitions been? He asks. Jakob Vrana, eight goals in 12, ga- 12 games played. Kasperi Kapanen, Seven goals, 
in 15 games played. And Sammy Blay, eight goals in 23 games played. Combined, they had scored eight goals in 88 games before joining the Blues. Since, they have scored 23 goals in 50 combined games. Absolutely unheard of turnaround for all three of those guys offensively. I mean, you look at Sammy Blay. He hadn't scored a single goal as a member of the New York Rangers. He was obviously traded for Pavel Buchnevich last offseason or whenever that was. Um, Didn't score a single goal in about 50 or so games with the Rangers. Comes over here, ties his career high in goals with eight in just 23 games. You get a guy in Jakob Verana who was in and out of the league down in the AHL, out of the league in the player assistance program whatever. You get a guy in Kasperi Kapanen who came up with the Toronto Maple Leafs, didn't quite reach his potential there, bounced around a few teams since then, hadn't quite met his potential, and all of a sudden all, ended up on waivers. And all of a sudden, all three of those guys find their way to the Blues in somewhat throwaway trades. You know, Sammy Blay is just a addition to the picks and such that the Blues got for Vladimir Tarasenko. Kasperi Kapanen is a waiver addition, and Jakob Vervana was traded for a seventh-round pick and a depth prospect that'll never see the ice for the Detroit Red Wings more than likely. And now all three of those guys have been like three of the six or so best forwards for the Blues since their acquisition. I don't know if it's a case of Doug Armstrong being an absolute evil genius and bringing these guys in, or if he just got lucky. It's probably a little bit of both, but you know, Jakob Verana, I was excited about. I was like, man, this guy's shown flashes in the future or in the past. He could potentially be a piece for the Blues moving forward. I didn't expect this. Sammy Blay, I was honestly a little bit underwhelmed with him. Like, really? You know, it's the best we can do is a is a depth guy who hasn't scored a goal in a season and a half. That's that's the best we can do. He's come in, been spectacular. Kasperi Kapanen, same thing. Like, all right, you know, low risk, high reward. He's a guy that's really fast, really quick, you know, skilled in the puck. Hasn't had a ton of success at the NHL level, whatever. And all of a sudden, all three of those guys are like legit pieces for the Blues. Now, are all three of them going to be producing at this rate offensively, you know, the rest of the season into next season, into seasons on the road? Probably not. There's a good chance that between one and three of them never reach this level of offense ever again. However, they shouldn't need to. You know, you got guys like Jordan Cairo, you got guys like Robert Thomas, etc. The reason the Blues are the number one offense in the NHL since March 5th isn't Jordan Cairo or Pavel Buchnevich or Robert Thomas. Those guys are producing pretty much at the same level they have been all season. The reason the Blues have the number one offense in the NHL since March 5th are those three names that I just mentioned. Blay, Kapanen, and Jakob Verana. And I don't, I've said this a million times this episode, I didn't see that coming. If any of you guys out there saw that coming, props to you. You're a genius. But I'm really excited to see see those guys next year. I think the Blues have an opportunity to build out their defense even more, or build out their offense, I should say, excuse me, even more, and hopefully fix up their defense because that's a disaster right now. But talk about that another day. Um, yeah, I gave Blues trade down like an A, A plus, whatever I gave it, above, S tier. S tier trade deadline. I am so, so thrilled with what the Blues did. Yeah, maybe they're going to end up with like the 10th pick instead of the 6th pick. Boo-hoo. You know, at the end of the day, Doug Armstrong saved his saved his butt. You know, he put himself in a difficult situation with a lot of these contracts he gave out, and he is far from out of it. The defense still needs work, and you know, that's a that's a given. The def- defense still needs work. I think they do need at least one or two more forwards, whether that be like a guy like Jimmy Snuggerud coming up or someone that they find in free agency. But the future of the Blues is looking bright, and it's looking like this rebuild will be a lot shorter than it could have been in the trade deadline and Jakob Verana 
and company are a big reason why. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Subscribe to the show on YouTube at Locked On Blues. Leave a comment there. I try to read every single comment. Uh, keep an eye out. I believe either tomorrow's episode or Friday's episode, I'm going to be doing another blue or false. If you don't know, that's when I post about three polls on Twitter and YouTube for you guys to vote in. Sort of like hot takes, like yes or no questions, like uh, uh, d- does Jakob Verana have a potential as a 100-goal scorer in the NHL? Obviously, that's that's a bad example. But it'll be polls like that, kind of divisive, kind of hot takes. You guys can vote in them. I'll read your responses live on the podcast and give my thoughts on them as well. So follow the show on Twitter or YouTube if you want to participate in that. You want to check it out? It's at Locked On Blues on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, even TikTok. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Josh Hyman NHL. I tweet about the Blues. I sometimes I tweet about the Celtics. I tweet about what I'm watching on TV, all that fun stuff. So make sure you check all that stuff out. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.